We're not going to fight anymore. Once upon a time in Hollywood, he got the truth. Her again, you know. So. <laughs> this is Moonlight, the best picture. Thank you so much, um, Lady Gaga. Oh. And I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Rashawn, and I'm here with... Mella. And Josh. And it's just us three this week. Yeah. No and Sam. Oh, and Sam. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> Lacey will be back. We love her. This week, we have a very special episode. Of course, you know, the biggest night in Hollywood is coming up. The Oscars. We call ourselves cinephiles. So we have to talk about them. And for this episode, we brought in some heavy hitters. Or a heavy hitter. The heavy hitter. He is the most knowledgeable person about the Oscars that we know. He is a host of an amazing podcast called The Envelope, Please, and a friend of ours of more than 10 years. Please welcome to the podcast, Mr. Sam Erdahl. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I'm straight up (laughs) blushing. Like, I'm hot. Thank you so much. (laughs) That really got me going. How are you? I'm good. I'm really, really good. Excited about this. Excited. I already feel like I'm getting, like, energized, and I'm ready to duel this out. I'm ready. So, tell us a little bit about you how much you love the oscars and then give us a little rundown of what you do over there with rants at the envelope please so i have been like watching the oscars since 2001 i remember this specifically it was the year a beautiful mind won best picture also the year of moulin rouge where Whoopi goldberg came down on that like uh chair that she was sitting on suspended above in the rafters and whatnot very memorable and i remember as like a 10 year old watching that just being blown away and then thinking to myself, oh shit, I have to go watch all these movies now. And then I did and I loved them. And then from then on, I've just been watching it every year. I got a book that's like the complete history of the Oscars that gives you every single winner, every nominated performance and film since the beginning. And I just read it cover to cover, memorized it. And now I've been spending time watching all the movies And on our podcast, The Envelope, please, Rance and I have gone back to the very beginning, the first Best Picture winners, Wings and Sunrise, and we're watching them all in order and talking about them, why we think they won Best Picture, uh, do we think it is the Best Picture of the Year, if not, which movie do we think should have won, kind of chronicling the change of the Oscars from the beginning to where we are now. What year are you at right now? We just recorded 1975's One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. So we, we've actually done a lot. Yeah. It's kind of crazy <laughs> how fast we're going. <laughs> That's beautiful. I'm a big fan of the show. I love what you guys are doing. You guys are so knowledgeable. And then you're also not afraid to kind of, you're not afraid to put your opinion in. <laughs> oh no no, no. Do listen not like a movie you yes. won't if if i don't like a movie i will say so and i think people should i don't know i think that like you know people can half-ass around like if they like a movie or not but i don't know i feel like it's either all or nothing especially with oscar films it's very clear if like this movie touches you or if this movie is only in there because it's you know considered an oscar movie you know yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. i i'm on the west side story episode 
Mm-hmm. And you said that breakfast at Tiffany's, the only good thing about it is Moon River. And I was like, you know what, Sam? I'm going to turn it off right here. Because <laughs> I'm pulling into the garage. And maybe I'll pick it up later. But I've heard enough. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> what are the other best parts about breakfast at Tiffany's? Well? Um, Mickey Rooney, duh. Jesus. Capital R No, I think the thing is I can actually say about this movie is like I just like this movie. I like the feeling that it gives me, but I can step away and say that it's not the best. <laughs> but I think it's one of those movies I put on as like a comfort movie where I'm just like mm. I don't necessarily have to watch scene by scene because I already know what's gonna happen. It just gives me a vibe and sure. like it's just a cozy vibe that's fair that's fair i mean the fashion's beautiful it's a wonderful movie yes. to look at but then you turn the volume up and it just becomes something different <laughs> it's a really good screensaver okay yeah. drag it sam <laughs> like we said the oscars are coming up whenever you guys listen to this because you guys listen to our podcast all the Damn. time yeah but um and if you don't listen to this the day it releases your mom's a hoe. <laughs> Please do not listen to Josh. Your mom's a hoe. He is wrong. Your dad is a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh, no. We have the Oscar expert on the show. So I want to pick your brain a little bit, Sam, about a few of the categories. Just how you think things are going to go on Sunday. If you're listening to this before, you'll be able to kind of agree or disagree. If you're listening to after, you can laugh in Sam's face and... Tell him that he was wrong. <laughs> Let's start with an easy category. How do you think best actor is going to go? I feel like Chadwick Boseman will win for Ma Rainey. And I'm conflicted about that. This is the only chance that we can honor him. And I feel like he should be honored. So I've made my peace with it. Even though Riz Ahmed should win oh. for Sound of Metal. Hands fucking down. I'm a little sad he won't be honored, but... Again, I've made my peace with it. It's kind of exactly how I feel. Riz is unbelievable, but put it perfectly, Sam, is that this is the only chance we'll get to truly honor Chadwick. And given the roles he's put in in the past, not just Ma Rainey's, but 42, I mean, Black Panther, all of it, Mm -hmm. he deserves it. Okay, I want to go to one of the most chaotic categories this season. (laughs) Can't wait. (laughs) I think you know where I'm going. Sure do. (laughs) Best Supporting Actress. I think all of the precursors have had a different winner. I think Yujin Yoon is going to win for Minari for supporting actress. I think that's kind of already decided. You which think so? I think so. I do. I do. I I also feel like she gives the best of the I five. Mean, so yeah, she does. Right? And I think people are starting to catch on, especially since she won SAG. I think it's kind mm-hmm. of a no-brainer at this point that she'll win the Oscar. It was kind of a late bloomer. It wasn't on streaming yeah. services right away in terms of the general public or the voting public being able to see Minari. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really cool because Minari was released like over a year ago now. So it's really having like a second resurgence with all of the awards that it's uh, contending for, which is really, really awesome because it's a great movie. Right. So the actual chaotic category, best actress. So the actual (laughs) chaos. Yeah. We should get into best actress. Good God. This is, this is a different winners throughout the season. Absolutely. Um, so I think the only person who hasn't won anything is Vanessa Kirby. Poor Vanessa Kirby. <laughs> who I think is incredible, but she's, so she's, good. she's fine. She's out. She's out. She's, thank you, Josh. Honestly, she's she is fine. fine. 
She's fine. Here's no, my I deal mean, with. I mean, no, I meant she's okay. We don't need to pity Vanessa Kirby. Oh <laughs> no, no, no! Oh okay. <laughs> she like, got her I was like, she's very good. That's what I meant. I do think that okay, Pieces of a Woman. We'll just put that one aside for a minute because I think the first thirty minutes, Pieces of a Woman, are amazing. The rest of it is not so good. It never really kind of reaches that height again. Okay. So I think she's probably. It makes sense that she hasn't won anything yet. Um. I do feel that Frances McDormand should win. Personally, it's my favorite of the year, but she already has two Oscars. One was only a couple of years ago, and I think that will be in voters' minds when they're casting their ballot. Uh, As far as Violet Davis goes, I think this is an example of category fraud. I believe she should be in the supporting actress category, even though the movie's about her. The title of the movie is her name. I get it. She's not the lead in this movie. Chadwick Boseman is the lead in this movie, and she supports him. So I would rule her out just for that reason alone. It's hard. I feel like Andra Day is great as well. But again, the movie isn't very good, you know? And I'm kind of, I like to see someone win for not just a good performance, but I want it to be a good movie as well. Um, so yeah, that's why I'm going to say Francis. Ah, God. No, I, I'm going to say. Why are you leaving <laughs> this out is... the best performance in the category? Because you okay, like we, it. Okay, Promising Young Woman. I, I saw that I didn't like it. I did. I was... No, say it, Sam. As Sam's I was, roommate, I can air out all the dirty laundry he's about yeah. to say, so I got it. Drag him. I was I was underwhelmed. I was really underwhelmed by a promising young woman. Anyway, Sam, who do you think's going to win? I think... <laughs> I think... Okay. Okay, you know what? I think Carrie Mulligan will win since she doesn't have an Oscar, but I think Frances McDormand should win. Let's put I, it that way. I think Frances McDormand's going to win. Oh, okay. Let's go with that. (laughs) I I think Nomadland has unstoppable traction in almost every category it's nominated in, I think. Uh, Thank God for you. Mel, what'd you say? (laughs) Uh, I want Carrie to win. Frances already has one. It's fine. She has two. Okay, but do you want want Carrie Mulligan to win because she doesn't have one or because she gives the best performance? I think she is so great. I... I really, really like that movie. Like, watched it twice in two days. So I am biased. So I would give it to her. I also think Vanessa Kirby's really good, but apparently she ain't getting shit. So. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) I should win Carrie. I think will win Viola Davis. Whoa. Really? You think? Okay, 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 okay. If you're listening to this after the award, I don't know. Who's right? I want to talk about the best actress snub, though. Ooh. Who should have been? As Kristen Wiig as um, Barbara Starr. I don't remember which one she was. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen Wiig is the villain. Yeah. That... Best supporting. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> now, best picture. The big one. Samuel. It's Nomadland. It's Nomadland. It has to be. It is not. Yeah. Not only is it like a beautifully crafted and wonderful story but it's also incredibly timely and uh, i think it really speaks to a lot of what people are going through and that's why i think it's going to win and it's got that momentum like you can get this late in the season you can tell when a movie's on pace to win you don't think there'll be a split at all between picture and director because chloe's pretty sewn up yeah she'll get director as well no i think they'll go hand in hand this year what do you think is going to take it then if there was a split I yeah. could see the surge helping Minari. Mm-hmm. And I would be totally fine with that. Yeah. To me, it is kind of a toss-up between Nomadland and Minari. 
And honestly, that's also why I could see him, like Lee Isaac Chang, getting director and then Nomadland getting picture. Like I can, I could see that split happening both ways. Mm. Or, I mean, it's a very strange year. So if Trial of the Chicago 7 wins, you will not see me on this podcast anymore. <laughs> I, you don't see me right now, but you won't hear me anymore. <laughs> I, will, I, will turn, I will turn the Oscars off and never come back. <laughs> we'll see. Sunday. Okay. Sam. The real reason you're here mm. is because we wanted to fight. Yeah. Let's do it. So with the help of our special guest, we are going to compile a list of the top 10 Oscar wins ever. And this is across any category, whether it's the tech, the writing, the acting, directing, picture, any single category in the 92 years, 93 after Sunday, 92 years of Oscars. What are the best wins? Now, as you probably listened to our decade list, it is controversial and <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> also final and concrete. So we don't take arguments <laughs> once we <laughs> make the list. <laughs> but if you have any grievances, please send them to winsenafilesattack at gmail.com. Here's how we're gonna do this. We're gonna do three rounds of elimination. Each of us will present one of our choice per round in any category. Four of those choices go in, three of them come out. So every round we're gonna eliminate one choice. And at the end of three rounds, we will have nine winners. Then we will do a tiebreaker where one person out of the four of us gets to decide the final spot for the top 10 Oscar wins of all time. That makes sense? Maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah. I'm not big bird, I don't know. Okay. So we're not, start. we're not using the losers as a consolation round anymore? or are Losers we? are out. Once they're out, they're out. Fuck. Ah, Lord help that me. changes things. Cause, okay, oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> Mine just won't lose, so I'm, I'm prepared. <laughs> yeah. You want to win that tiebreaker, you get to put in a completely fresh new choice for that final spot. Fuck. All right. We're going to start nice like we always do. Let's get some honorable mentions out. Sam. I'm going to extend a little hospitality your way. Okay, okay, okay. My first honorable mention is Best Supporting Actor, Timothy Hutton, back in 1980. Uh, This is the role and the movie and the performance that made me want to be an actor when I first saw this movie in my youth. And it is, I think, the greatest coming-of-age performance ever. He, What he goes through in this movie is devastating, but it leaves you feeling really really good in the end because he's overcoming his demons and he does break through in the end and it's so touching and so wonderful it's such a great family drama kitchen sink drama yeah it's all there and one of the best ordinary people right yes in ordinary people thank you okay do you have any more oh do i <laughs> we i would also like to give an honorable mention to best uh, adapted screenplay to brokeback mountain I think the adaptation from the short story by Annie Prue and translating it into this screenplay, like taking, you know, a short story that's only, you know, less than 100 pages and turning it into a two hour and 10 minute long film is really, really impressive because they were able to capture the entire mood of that short story and translate it to film, which I think is really, really impressive because there isn't a lot of dialogue in Brokeback Mountain. A lot of it is landscapes, scenery shots. And you get that in the short story, and they use it cinematically in the movie, and I think it's genius. So those are 
probably my two strongest honorable mentions. <laughs> okay. Milo Bella. Uh, I have West Side Story. So that, I mean, I, I just love that movie. It's <laughs> Sam, why are you giving it a thumbs down? Boo. Boo. <laughs> why? I didn't bring this on for this reason as far as in the categories. That's why it's an honorable mention. And I, do, I just love it probably more for like personal reasons. It's just a movie I can go back to time and time again. It's a classic story. Everyone knows the story of Romeo and Juliet, but we're gonna, you know, I guess back in 1960s, put it into real life things. So talking about immigration and, you know, brown versus white and class wars. So it puts a new spin on the classic tale. And then we have choreography for the gods. So it's just everything for the that I love in one. <laughs> yes, God. Um, My first is one that the same way I felt in the decade episode, I don't want to argue about this, so I'm not going to. <laughs> 2016's best picture is Moonlight. It took 80-something years for a movie with an all-black cast to win best picture. And like I said before, that movie means a lot to me. That win means a lot to me. We don't talk about the fiasco before because I'll punch somebody. <laughs> I, um, I'm so glad. I almost made a joke, dude. <laughs> Then I would say uh, one of my favorite wins is Jurassic Park winning Best Sound in 1993. Uh, That movie is just, to me, perfect. Perfect blockbuster all around. And I love it. And probably the most recent win that is is my favorite is another Barry Jenkins win, which is uh, If Beale Street Could Talk winning Best Supporting Actress in 2019. I think it's just a solid actual supporting performance that won the oscar and so often that doesn't happen because lead actresses or actors take the spot but i think what regina king did in beale street is phenomenal yeah and i'm so glad she won i got another 2019 for one of my honorable mentions another supporting category mr brad pitt winning supporting actor for once upon a time in hollywood is this brad pitt's best work no does he deserve an oscar <laughs> Yes. If you know anything about me, you know I'm obsessed with Brad Pitt. I think he's spent his whole life as a character actor stuck in a leading man's body. And he I won think... for a leading performance. What's up? He won for a leading performance. Debatable. I'm not debating it. It's true. <laughs> well, he should have won. It's an honorable mention. He should have won for Moneyball, so whatever. He's phenomenal. I'm so glad he got his Oscar and love all of his speeches. He's one of the best award speech givers, period. My other honorable mention comes from 1997, Best Screenplay winner, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, mainly Matt Damon, <laughs> Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> I think it's so impressive that they were like 20 fucking three when they wrote this and they got it made specifically because I, I like to tell this story any chance I get. When all of the buzz around Hollywood for this movie was kicking up, they sent it out to a bunch of studios who were all interested and in the middle, they included a completely out-of-context sex scene between the two of them, between Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Out of all the studios that called and made offers, Miramax was the only studio that said, hey, what's up with this sex scene? <laughs> Proving that they were the only ones who had read it, so they 
gave it to Miramax on the spot. Wow, that's cool. And then if you buy Goodwill Hunting, the special edition, you get that sex scene in the deleted scenes. <laughs> Let me get on Amazon real quick. <laughs> yeah. Be right back. Sales about to boost. <laughs> Great. Everyone feel at ease? Feel comfortable? No. Uh, not really. I feel like you guys put out some of the strongest ones in your honorable mentions, so I'm really curious to see what ones you are actually going to talk about now. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Let's do it. Round one. Sam. Yes. Gracious to our guest. I'm going to let you go first. It's the opening salvo. Let's hit it. Okay. 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 I'm going to start things off big. I am going to put out a best picture winner. This movie won best picture in the year 2003. It is part of a trilogy. It is one of the longest movies I've ever seen in my entire life, but I love it. It's Lord of the Rings Return of the King. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) And here's why (laughs) it's perfect. It is probably the quintessential adventure trilogy uh, and Return of the King would be the crowning jewel of all three of them. Um, It also won 11 Academy Awards out of 11 nominations, which is the best track record for any movie of all time at the Oscars, um, which I think speaks for itself. Very good. Starting very strong, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Mel, I want you to picture something. Oh, goodness. Here he goes. So you're young love. You fall in love with someone. Suddenly you realize it's not going so well. So you get a divorce. It's kind of messy, but you move on with your life. But because of that divorce, your career, thriving. His career, still thriving, but he's a man. So obviously it's going to. Suddenly you find yourself head to head. This man's got this big, flashy piece of garbage. And you've got this small, hyper-focused art piece everyone in the world saying your husband's gonna win then suddenly the 2010 oscars for your 2009 movie you hear and the award for best director goes to Catherine bigelow for the her locker you Hell run yeah. up to the stage you're the first woman to ever get best director you're debating should you flick your husband off yes out outwardly or just in your head you do it in your head i think but the oscar is a flick off yeah i think so too you don't need to do it William P. Oscar is doing it for you. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Catherine Bigelow for The Hurt Locker. Formerly my favorite movie. We'll get into that later. Mm -hmm. But it beat out James Cameron's Avatar, which no one expected it to do, except for me. (laughs) That's it. Very good. How was your journey, Mel? Did you feel it? I felt it. Fuck that guy. Just to be clear, it was for Catherine Bigelow as best director, not Hurt Locker's best picture. I know it got a little muddled there. No, I got. <laughs> I was with you. I was on that journey. Okay. My choice is for a best picture winner, but an award they won earlier in the night. This win is for best production design in black and white for 1960's The Apartment. Why are you, you doing sneaky, this to me? Why you are sneaky you doing son this of a to bitch. me? You're doing this because <laughs> Sam is on the podcast, and I know that's what you're doing. Ah, you are a man after my heart. Okay, break it down. Son of a bitch. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. I think what Alexandra Troner does with forced perspective, I think the way he designs, he and Edward Boyle design the office and the apartment that Jack Lemmon lives in and rents out is just perfect. I think this movie is, in every aspect, is perfect. Not only that, but it beat Joseph Hurley and Robert 
Clatworthy for Psycho. That's how strong this movie is. Wow. The apartment, Mm. ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Yes, God. Okay, mine is for best song of 2013. (laughs) Do you already know what it is? Yes. If you know me, you know what it is. (laughs) Of course. It's for the movie Skyfall by the one and only Adele. And I have to mention Paul Epworth as well. The nominees in this was Chasing Ice, Ted, Life of Pi, and Les Mis. I fucking hate Les Mis, so that already just puts that above all of the other categories. And Ted? What the fuck? That song was cute. That was that song was cute. It was cute, but it wasn't motherfucking Skyfall. That That's song true. is a bop, and this is coming from somebody. If you've been listening to all of our episodes, I have not seen a James Bond movie except for what? Skyfall. Mm-hmm. And I will still listen to that song regardless of the movie. It is a bop. Sam Smith tried to do it again next year. It didn't work. We're still listening to Adele. It kind of worked. We still gave him an Oscar. <laughs> they still gave him an Oscar, but Adele still, uh, they gave it to him, but Adele is still better. That is true. Okay. Cool. So, so the oh question. God! So now we have to pick. <laughs> <laughs> we have to narrow so it mine, down. So mine's in. The question is oh why God. is yours in? <laughs> because it's in. So the question is: Did Rashad mess up by doing best production and not best picture? No, I didn't. Why is yours in auto like automatically? Catherine Bigelow got a Oscar-nominated performance out of Jeremy Renner when he was looking at a piece of plastic. The pacing in that movie, the tension. Are you kidding me? Name a movie yeah, with more tension. But I feel like a lot of that tension suspense is due to the editing, which I think Ooh. is genius in The Hurt Locker. That, Director also helps in the editing chair, too. Uh, I, I'm going to say this on the mic. Whatever. I think that no that award was Quentin Tarantino's. Of course you do. Duh. You think every <laughs> award is Quentin Tarantino's? No, I think in, in Glorious Bastards, like, hands down, oh, should have had that God, award. I couldn't disagree with you more i don't give a shit absolutely not if that's your argument no (laughs) (laughs) no and there has to be some precedence for the moment the first woman ever to win best director that can't be ignored and i will say the fact that (laughs) the fact that uh barbara streisand presented the award to catherine bigelow plays in a very important part because she has been notably snubbed for best director twice before. Uh, See, so about, she gives it to the woman who finally wins. Moments. Iconic moments. Why are we talking about me? This motherfucker picked best production. Which is genius. design. I mean, it's great. <laughs> his, oh, his oh I'm sorry. Is so the good. only important part of a movie is a above the line directors. That's all. That's what you're saying? No. You're, you're telling me production design has nothing to do I'm with saying, the film? The movie, you can't argue how good the movie is. You can only argue how good the production design is. Why not? Because you picked production design and not best picture. You didn't pick best picture either. (laughs) The movie is called The Apartment. (laughs) Why are you coming for me? You haven't even seen Lord of the Rings. Wait, who hasn't seen Lord of the Rings? Uh, Well, that's why I can't argue against (laughs) it. But I have seen The Hurt Locker. And I have seen everything that was up for so Best Director So you're going to give the one year. you haven't seen just a free pass because you haven't seen it? I can't argue against it. I do you know can't argue that it has for it like, either. I do know that it has like eight endings. I know that. Okay, but here's the reason why it has so many endings. This is a huge ensemble film. We have been following these characters for three years. We need to have conclusive endings for every single one of them. 
Therefore, it required a few endings. There's like four, but they're all necessary. Easy with that word, we, because... <laughs> <laughs> does a movie's... Does a movie requiring two previous movings, movie viewings for the complete experience take away from it? No. Is that fair? Can't yes, we argue fair. that Return of the King was awarded as a consolation prize for the entire trilogy? Not necessarily. Consolation for the, prize. Let's for the singular little, film. Um, <laughs> well, I think that just adds to its benefit. You get three movies in one for this win. Every single one of them is of the same caliber. The you thing know what is, I mean? The, the award it deserved to get, it wasn't even nominated for. You're talking about cinematography? No. What? I'm talking about American treasure Sean Astin. <laughs> okay, thank you. So you see, it even has brilliant performances that weren't even nominated. So there's, there's another tick in the box for send this movie on. I think the best, the best picture wins and or nominations are accompanied with acting nominations. Did Return of the King have any? No. I think the best picture would encompass across the board accolades. Did um, best writing? picture just Did... means it's the most outstanding production. How can you not watch The Lord of the Rings Return of the King and not be just in awe of the I production value? I thought that was value? production design. Look. Different. <laughs> Adele Dazim down here is skating by scotch-free, and we need to talk about the ramifications of just a song. Let's talk about it. But let's talk about it. You're right. It's only an opening credit song. That's it the really thing kind Bond of has songs. no bearing for the overall narrative of the story. Bond songs it sets are the just tone. Uh, Bond would... songs are meant to get radio plays, though. It did get radio plays. <laughs> it burned a hole in this motherfucking it... Spotify. Is what it did. <laughs> it <laughs> Mission accomplished. That's the thing. Is like not only was this song. If you hadn't watched the movie, you still know this song, which it's I think a, says a lot about it. It's an undeniable bop. So, when we do the Grammys episode, bring that in. It so won an Oscar. Oscar. Right yeah. It didn't just win a Grammy. Look. <laughs> it's an opening credits song. Well, because Skyfall's right. not a musical. It's not going to, when James Bond jumps off a boat to get the briefcase, it's, it's not going to turn on. It's not it's even a light motif. Song. You don't even see, there's not even hints of Skyfall, the song, throughout Skyfall, the movie. It's just. The name of the song is Skyfall for <laughs> the name of the movie called Skyfall. <laughs> but you know what? About the name. Adele. I'm talking about musical themes. But Adele isn't even in the movie, so it's just a big tease, really. Oh, I mean, oh, I would love for Sam. her to be in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> She's one of the Bond girls. I don't want to live in a world where Adele does not have an Oscar. Exactly. We're no, not taking any Oscars fine. away. At but if we're going to, okay. If we're, if, wait, if this is like a best song mm-hmm. that is going into the top 10 wins of all time, Skyfall, I don't think is in the top 10 of best original songs written for a movie. I'm sorry. It's not. There are way better songs that have won the Oscar. Like Moon River? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, I'm not going to fight with you. That's a good ass song. <laughs> I'm with Sam. Skyfall's a fucking ah, it's so good. But we we gotta zoom out a little bit. Okay. This is top ten Oscars of all time. Um, so Return so of the we're King putting is it out, in. Right? <laughs> so we're putting it in. Okay, back to Return of the King. <laughs> <laughs> I will not let this slander go unretorted. <laughs> Absolutely not. How dare you? I don't, How dare I don't you? care. I don't care. And they ruined it with. <laughs> Three more Hobbits. What the fuck? Okay, well, you can't... Okay, first of all, you cannot compare the Hobbit trilogy to the Lord of the Rings trilogy. They're different entities. They're separate. No. If they, we're taking one has no all of on the, the outside factors into play, which 
Catherine Bigelow being the first woman to win Best Director, that's an outside factor. No, that's an Oscar moment. That happened at the Oscars. No, the category and the winner, that's it. But saying okay, that, but she's, the your best, saying that award, she's the first woman, takes that puts outside factors into it. Outside factors at the Oscars! Yes, but you brought in outside factors to your honorary winner, Moonlight, when you talked about it being the first oh, black cast that wins. Shit. Oh my so goodness. you brought that in. Did you hear me say I didn't want to argue about that? <laughs> well, you're arguing about a relevant topic. So we're bringing it back up. Not up for discussion. <laughs> you can't have I'll, your cake and eat it too. I'll kill everybody in this podcast. You better quit right now. I'm actually a little stunned that you didn't bring Moonlight in because Moonlight should be in the top 10 wins of all time. So. Oh my well, God. I could not. I could not deal with Josh or Sam saying some shit and then... <laughs> I couldn't, I cannot deal with it. What about Mel? I wasn't going to say anything. She wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> oh, no. Moonlight would have gone on. For sure it would have yeah. gone on. All right. I think we just need to vote. Oh, God. <sighs> I hate this. Okay. <laughs> we're voting who's going out. Who's out. Yeah. yeah. Who are we, who oh, so we're we voting. Out? Okay, so we're raising our hand for the loser. Who are we yeah. eliminating? Just say it. Sam. <sighs> I'm sorry. I have to eliminate production design for the apartment. And I have to eliminate Skyfall. Wait, you only need just to take one. out one. Just oh. one. Oh. <laughs> Sam's like, Fuck Sam's like <laughs> 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 just burning it down. <laughs> Fuck us. <laughs> then I have to eliminate production design. I'm sorry. I think there are stronger elements to the apartment, the acting being the main thing. That's not what I fucking chose. <laughs> I know it's not what you chose, which is why I'm not going with what you chose. Joshua? I mean, production design. I made that very clear. Production design. I'm voting for Lord of the Rings. Go and fuck yourself. <laughs> no. Fuck. Go watch Return of the King and cry about it. I don't care. I will. You have four hours. My vote is going to be for Lord of the Rings. I'm so, so we sorry. Tie. Now what? Okay. Let's co- get Lacey on the line. <laughs> should I? <laughs> yes. I feel like we yes! should go to. Yeah. Call her. All right. I feel like we should we should look and see which movie won more Oscars, and that movie should go on. Ooh. <laughs> oh, on. a record breaking win! Fuck off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, has Lacey seen The Apartment and Return of the King? I feel I like yeah. The Apartment. I still voted for it. Yeah, because you're Josh. And you're chaotic. Listen, if you had brought in screenplay for the apartment or best picture for the apartment hands down no question it would go through well obviously those are amazing wins but so is the art okay. direction sam I'm, you're right it's it's genius. i cannot it's i cannot genius. believe you just voted against that that is just <laughs> he was playing his cards i was not expecting <laughs> that i gotta be honest with you oh it's all downhill from here <laughs> <laughs> she didn't answer can't hear you me uh rashawn while we can't hear him, let's quickly move on. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got a coin? Let's do this. <laughs> so are we going to really leave it up to a coin toss? Yeah. Or we can keep fighting. <laughs> so it would be apartment versus... What is Lord it? of the Rings Return of the King, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to fucking win. I'm going to be honest. My vote's not changing. Yeah. <laughs> Josh yeah, you never with Lord of the Rings. Vote. No matter how great my argument is, have you seen, seen Lord of the Rings? No. Okay, well. then just put put this image in your head, okay? Okay. Orlando Bloom, long, flowing blonde hair, sexy, pointy Shit. elf ears, 
simp. And he's munching on your neck. Oh, shit. Just my Now, which one. one do you want to choose? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have one. All right. Okay. Are we voting for who's, Heads, it's who we the... save? No, who gets eliminated? We flip for who's eliminated. Okay. Flip for who's eliminated. Heads for Lord of the Rings. Tails for the apartment. Okay. A coin toss. Ready? A coin toss. This, this is for elimination. Okay. Jesus. Okay. Here we go. Show us. Tails, bitch. See you Show later. Us, Sam. Oh, did I do it? Put wrong? it on the screen, bitch. Oh, you need to Let's see. Let's <laughs> fucking see it. Is that? Can you see it? Yeah. Whatever. It's <laughs> it's tails. Goodbye. One of the best films ever made. I just want to say that. One of the best films ever made. It is one of the best films ever made, which is why you should have brought it in as a best picture and not as best production design. I hope you've learned your lesson. (laughs) The energy in this room is immaculate. (laughs) Sam, you'll never come on the show ever again in my life. You understand me? My goal is to just get kicked off. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't take it anymore. You just cut out my my audio. Before we even finish. (laughs) Take him out. Okay. The first three on the list, Skyfall for Best Song, The Hurt yeah. Locker for Best Director, and Return of the King for Best Picture. Pretty good okay. ones. Yeah, yeah. That's a good list. Round two. I'll start. Rashawn, let me take you in. <laughs> I don't want to go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love journeys. You've been working in the entertainment industry pretty much your whole life. Mm-hmm. You were a, a vanguard. You were a once- and a generation icon. You're the biggest name in the world. Okay. Suddenly, post-World War II, the Red Scare, government thinks you have communist ties, so they kick you out. You live in Europe for 20 years. Suddenly, the good old academy comes a-calling, and you, Charlie Chaplin, in 1972, 20 years later, walk the stage to accept your honorary Lifetime Achievement Oscar to the longest standing ovation in Oscar's history. 12 minutes long. Honorary Oscar on the board, Charlie Chaplin, 1972. Wow. Yeah. That's great. That was a good one. Who wants to follow that one? I'll go next. Wait, Rashawn, did you feel it? Um, You, you took a little long to get there. You should have. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm still in the car. I'm still in the car. <laughs> Uh, so this next one goes out to a family member or someone that I think I consider a tío. This is Guillermo del Toro, best director for Shape of Water. Yo, he holds it down for the raza. That means the neighborhood, the hood, the familia. He holds it down. He's got four noms. He's Then he wins. And I just rewatched the video of his speeches. And I cried. It is just so, he's so deserving of it. And it's not just one of those Oscars where you feel like, well, you know, he's been trucking along and he deserves it. No, it's for a fucking good movie with really great acting and a really great script. Sam? But is it his best movie? No. Such a good movie. What's his best movie? Pan's Labyrinth. going to say Pacific Rim. Oh, right. Uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Pacific Rim. <laughs> Get out of here. The answer is Crimson Peak. Uh, oh, really? Oh, that's a choice. <laughs> Sam, what's yours? Go ahead. Okay, mine is Best Actor, back in 1962, for To Kill a Mockingbird. His name is Gregory Peck. And I think 
the best argument to put forth for this win is that Gregory Peck is Atticus Finch. And Atticus Finch is Gregory Peck. It's probably, I don't think there's a better example where a character and an actor have become so synonymous with one another. And it's because it is, he lives in this role, right? I think it's the perfect role for an actor where it lines up. It's amazing. And the writer of the book, Harper Lee, would agree with me. In the film, Atticus Finch, Gregory Peck, has a pocket watch. Now, that pocket watch actually belonged to Harper Lee's father, who she based the character of Atticus Finch after. And after watching the film, she was so taken by Peck's performance that she let him keep the pocket watch. And Gregory Peck kept it till the day he died and said it was his most prized possession. And I think that's just beautiful. That is sweet. Oh, boy. Michonne? Okay. I'm going to talk about my favorite category at the Oscars. has some of my favorite winners of all time. Is it production design? Shut the fuck (laughs) up, Sam. The energy in the room is immaculate, dude. You don't fucking come on this show. Swing your dick around. I I don't have time for this. (laughs) Flop. My favorite category at the Oscars is Best Supporting Actress. Now, I had many different choices for this pick, but I think one of, hands down, one of the best wins in this category is 1990 Whoopi Goldberg winning for Ghost. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. a wholly original character. It's comedic. And Whoopi Goldberg is singular in what she does, what she's capable of. She's an EGOT winner. And there's no better display of her talents and her magic than Oda Mae Brown. And rightfully, finally, the Oscars, which they don't normally do, went with an off-kilter comedic, again, actual supporting performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn, that's a good one. Y'all got me fucked up. So let me tell you why. Lacey, before we recorded this and while we were prepping, she made sure to tell me that if I didn't bring Guillermo that whoever brought Guillermo, I need to ride or die for that because that's her number one pick. Yes. Fuck yeah, Lacey. Miss you so much. To Kill a Mockingbird is Lacey's, I think, second favorite movie. God damn it. <laughs> and uh, EGOT winner Whoopi Goldberg is one of my favorite people alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in a bad spot right so now. You're so should out. we just should we just eliminate Charlie Chaplin? <laughs> Can Aww. we all agree? <laughs> Way to forward. be a martyr, Josh. Thank you. <laughs> someone else attack someone. You chose a non-competitive Oscar, which there were no rules. There this were no true. rules at all. Yeah. Charlie Chaplin has a competitive Oscar, and you chose one that he was honored for, which because it represents his lifetime body of work. I will never argue against the icon that Charlie Chaplin is. Mm-hmm. I'm arguing against but, the award that you brought to the table. What would you have brought? Well, he, I think he won best score, Sam. Mm-hmm. Back in. Correct. That's his only win. So. Exactly. I mean, Not hey, a strong win. I'm already bowing out. Attack someone else. Okay, great. <laughs> Let's make this a quick round. <laughs> Easy. I think Theo Willie stays in. Honestly, Atticus Finch, great. Whoopi, love her. I think it's a solid three. Sorry, Josh. I know it's a solid three. <laughs> that was so uncontroversial. I love that. I know. Are we in around. agreement? We are. Yeah. Okay. Yes. 
We all bow down to Charlie. Good Charlie to know Chaplin. no one here likes the classics, then, huh? Sam loves the classics. Yeah, d- don't say that when your ass just voted <laughs> against the apartment, you motherfucker. <laughs> to be clear, I voted against its production design. <laughs> no, you voted against it. Period. It's on the record. Play the tape back. Going in. He's giving commands to himself. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you have that power. <laughs> <laughs> Going into the list, we have Guillermo del Toro for best director. The Shape of Water, Gregory Peck for Best Actor for To Kill a Mockingbird, and Whoopi Goldberg, Best Supporting Actress for Ghost. I'm going to be fucked up. I think we found our top three. <laughs> That's a frequent conversation on this podcast is comedies and comedians not getting their, mm-hmm. their due at the Oscars. Very true. It just doesn't happen a lot. Comedy is unarguably as difficult if not more difficult than a lot of the roles some people get nominated for definitely mm-hmm. what was the last was it melissa mccarthy in bridesmaids was she the last like true comedy nominated no. for? well maria bakalova oh, maria yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. such a great nomination man <laughs> dude it's pretty epic round three this is the final kind of the final competitive round i'll go first i could not leave this episode or this list Without a horror entry. Of course. There's one way that I think you all think I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm not. I have no idea. This is, I think, one of the most iconic elements of this movie. It has lasted decades. It is influential. It is terrifying. And it is the 1979 Best Visual Effects winner, Alien. Mm. really thought you were going to take one of mine there for a second so I'm very glad you didn't okay go on (laughs) the chest burster the face hugger that's all who's next Sigourney's tank top baby (laughs) (laughs) the best visual (laughs) (laughs) and them green cargoes come on bitch yeah (laughs) I'll go next so speaking of costumes my winner is 2018's best costume design win for Black Panther, Miss Ruth Carter. This woman's been in the game for 30 plus years. She's worked with all of the best Black directors, Spike Lee, John Singleton, Gina Prince by the Wood, Ava. And Black Panther, not only is she the first African-American win for costume design. It's the first win for a Marvel movie or two huge accolades for an award. Mic drop. Mello really said, I'm about to play to my audience. <laughs> sure am. <laughs> sure am. Okay. My final entry also comes from a horror film. Probably the most iconic part of this horror film. And, you know, I think, I think it's better if I just sing it to you. Ooh. Oh my god. I'm talking about John Williams' score for Jaws. And here's why. Jaws would not be a success without that music. We all know that the mechanical shark was horrible. When they were filming, it sank to the bottom of the ocean. Spielberg had to basically scrap it, come up with a whole new idea, so they Invented, he invented this theme, John Williams, to kind of take the place of the visual of the shark. So we have this theme representing him. And I think because of that, 
the film is even scarier than they probably thought it was ever going to be. Credit goes to John Williams. Sam is a tour guide at Universal Studios Hollywood. If we get him started on Jaws... <laughs> I felt more. like I was on the studio tour. <laughs> for all Waiting for the shark to come um, grab us. Uh, since y'all hate the classics, I'm going to kick it new school. We're going to bring it all the way back to 2019. Best picture, need I say more, Parasite. Mm. I knew he was going to do this. Yeah, that's Me a good too. one. I just didn't know what you mean. <laughs> I mean, what needs to be said about Parasite that hasn't been said already? Bong Joon Ho is one of the greats. It transcends whether it's a foreign or domestic film. This movie is hysterical at times. It's deeply sad, and it's really scary at times too. It hits every single note. It's got incredible incredible social commentary it's very topical and it's a masterpiece what else do you want to know <laughs> this is a hard one you guys Rashawn doesn't think so what who said that your, your face, face. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm thinking about how to poke holes in because we have three masterpieces and then we have iconic work and a historic win yeah I don't know where to go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this is hard. And they're all different ones, too. We have score, we have effects, we have costume, and we have picture. That is... Yeah. Now, hmm. here's the question. Sorry, Rashawn. What's up? So here's the question. Mm -hmm. Do we get... Because Alien was great when it came out. Does it win because it, it was so good for being a product of its time? It holds up well enough. But is it as is it as timeless as maybe the other pieces in this bout? Counter argument, since we're talking about time and distance, it's only twenty twenty one. We don't have any distance from Parasite. So if you're arguing about legacy and long lasting appeal, we don't I, I, we I, I, don't know if Parasite will hold we're, up. We're talking about the long lasting appeal of the visuals only here. Your rules we're only talking about visuals. And they hold up. People are still trying to recreate that chestburster moment from Alien. They already they did. are still they are still using last the Thanksgiving. Face, they are still it's using the face hugger in Alien Covenant. <laughs> An iconic Alien is not the same as the visual effects of a movie. Face hugger is a scary concept. It's it's suffocating. Does that mean it, the visual effects of the first face hugger were? top 10 oscar worthy yes because it won i don't know sam you tell me <laughs> i feel like oh. the face hugger is more iconic than the costumes in black panther that's oh, where i'm at <laughs> the same way that we hyped up Catherine bigelow winning best director go ahead finish it out melly mel i was just gonna say if Catherine bigelow can get the win on this podcast for I will have to say, of course, she's great, but one of the main things that I was holding on to that gave her that win in that category was that she was a first woman director. This is the first black female costume designer. That is my argument. And a lot of the things about Black Panther is all comic book. We've seen comic book movies where their costumes look like shit. We could literally watch the first Avengers and look at those motherfucking wigs and be like, this is absolute garbage. In Black Panther, she is designing from 
actual African prints and using realistic styles plus the styles from the comics. There are now certain characters, whether it's video games or in the comics, are now modeled after what they were wearing and what they looked like in Black Panther the movie. Mm-hmm. She saw the bar, how high it was. Went over it. She went ahead and lifted up even a little bit higher. And it's like even in that time when Black Panther was out, I feel like for that whole almost like year and a half to two years, there was that black shirt with his with Black Panther. I I don't know what they're called. Josh, help me out here. But it was like his costume logo. Oh, not yeah. like the logo, but like you knew what the shirt was. That was everywhere. That it was yeah, like it, it it wasn't too flashy where you're wearing like a Superman shirt. But in that same style where you're like, I see that shirt, I recognize it, and everybody's like doing the Wakanda to each other. It was almost like, I see you, my brother, type of thing. That's from her costumes in a movie. Well, I mean, at Halloween, I see lots of costumes of aliens popping out of people's chests. So I think that's carried through as well. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Sam's in a way scot-free right now. And I forgot. Oh yeah, let's fight. Before. Let's fight John Williams win for Jaws, please. Let I me hear can't your argument. Fight that. I can't so fight we, that. we Mel and I found something when we were doing a little research that John Williams is, is a fraud. Is one of help us out, Sam. If not mm-hmm. the most nominated, he's one of the most nominated people ever. Fifty two. Correct. Him and Disney. So if we take him out for Jaws, he still has Indiana. He still has Star Wars. He's fine. We love Jaws. I'm going to put the Charlie Chaplin argument up here then. Is this his best work? I would. I definitely say it's his most iconic. It's (laughs) for sure his most iconic. Two notes, John Williams' best work. Well, let's be even clearer here. There's more to the score than just those two notes. There's a lot of buildup and resolution. Sing it. it. Okay. (laughs) Um, give me a minute. <laughs> pull it up on my phone. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Is there are scores people could give you front to back the Star Wars score. There are plenty. Indiana Jones. I could give you two notes of Jaws. But the fact that he took two notes and made it iconic for something that you do not see until halfway through the movie is that editing though? No, that's the music. No, it's the music. If you have a if you have a blank shot of an empty fucking ocean, that's dumb. It's also in the editing. No. If you if they're trying to work around Jaws not being seen, that's in the acting, that's in the editing, that's in the pacing, that's in the directing. Look, we know Jaws is good. We've been on record saying Jaws may be the best movie we've done on this podcast. That's why that. I picked this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying is there is a lot more to it than just those two notes. There is. You're not wrong. But those two notes are what we hear and what we identify with, not even just the movie. When you hear the word shark, those notes come into your brain. When you go to the mm-hmm. ocean, you think about it. Like it's it's the connectiveness that comes across from that score you know we forever identify that as bruce the shark yeah speak for yourself because when i hear the word shark i think of mark cuban (laughs) the fuck is mark cuban shark tank (laughs) (laughs) billionaire yeah i got it all right we just gotta vote i think because we do it's just gotta be vote yeah i i think this is a 
immensely satisfying win. The argument that you yourself brought up was long-lasting effect, and I don't think we have that yet, so my vote is for Parasite. Time the fuck out, dude. I brought it up for visual effects and if they hold up. The best picture, fine, you know what? You voted. I'm not going to change your mind. Oh my god. <laughs> That's my vote. Parasite. I don't want to vote. You have to. Yeah, come back to me. No, it's in order. Oh, oh god, I'm so sorry, Rashad. I've I've not seen Alien like that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I'm so sorry. I love you so much, Rashawn. I I was pulling for you on this one. I really was. But when we came back and Carmela explained more in detail why the costumes in Black Panther are so important and are so revolutionary. I have to agree and say I'm voting out Alien. Well, then Josh's vote. We'll hear it. It doesn't matter. But Josh, what's your vote? I've already fell on my sword once. So I'm going to I'm gonna not pile on Rashawn. I'll just say Jaws to make it, to make it sweet. But his vote's for Alien as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, but we all know. <laughs> all right. Alien's out. That was a really good round, though. I would have kept them off. Wow, Carmelo. If I could. Well, we can't. So. <laughs> I'll just go. So, our final three are Parasite for Best Picture, Jaws for Best Score by John Williams, and Ruth E. Carter for Best Costume Design for Black Panther. Great. So, we have our nine. The battling is over. Now we have to decide which of you three because I know the answer to this question. I am out of the running, which is fine because I just had two of my choices eliminated, but that's fine. We still love you. (laughs) Y'all wonder why I'm the villain. (laughs) So our tiebreaker question will decide which of you three, Sam, Josh, Mella, gets to decide our 10th and final choice for best Oscar win. This is a numerical question. I apologize because Sam is at an advantage. But oh boy. Yeah, of course he is. That's the way the cookie crumbles. You yeah. try to find an Oscar trivia question that Sam doesn't know the answer to. He said he had the book. I did my best. <laughs> I've been rooming with Sam going on 12 years now. And as long as I've lived with Sam, there has been an Oscar trivia book on our toilet. <laughs> That's so true. Facts. No Josh Facts. be on the toilet. Is it the same one or is it different Oh, ones? it's been updated. They're, the only thing that spent more time on the toilet than me is that Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is going to be a numerical answer. Closest without going over. I'm looking for hours, minutes, seconds. Down to the second. Oh, Jesus. What is the time difference between the longest performance to win an Oscar, which is Vivian Lee and Gone with the Wind, and Beatrice Strait Network, the shortest performance to win an Oscar? Ev- I think everyone has got to go first. Sam will go first. Yeah. Because he is not <laughs> an advantage. No. But I'm looking for hour, minute, second. Closest without going over. Okay. So it's her performance minus her performance. Okay. I'm like, can we know you're making me do math? (laughs) What the times are? No, no. Cause that, then you just do the math in your head and you win. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. Okay. All right. Okay. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. So is this, is this actual prices, right? Rules. Like if we go over, we automatically lose. Yes. 
If everyone Jesus. goes over, then whoever is closest will win. If everyone goes over, Rashawn, you can add points. Oh, I love that idea. Aw, I love that journey for me. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I would say the difference in time, trying to think of how long Gone with the Wind is, like, I'm going to say the difference in time is three hours and 23 minutes. 20 seconds. And two seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Three hours, 23 minutes, two seconds. Yeah. I'm going to ask Josh to go next. I already had one eliminated. What? Fine, fine, fine. Mel, go next. Can you, what was Sam's again? Three hours, 23 minutes, and two seconds. We'll go three hours, 15 minutes, and one second. Three hours, 15 minutes, and one second. Locking Mm -hmm. in Mel's answer. Josh. One second, Drew. (laughs) That's so smart. That's Ah. actually genius. Genius. I need need an actual, I need a three-part answer. Give me hours, minutes, second. One hour, one minute, one second, (laughs) Drew. I hate everything about you. I hate everything about you. I hate that because I think I overbid. I think I overbid. Josh is going to be Josh. Your boy being homesick, watching the prices right, gathering strategies. Paid off. <laughs> that and Family Feud, bitch. User. Okay. <laughs> Vivian Lee is in Gone with the Wind for two hours. Fuck. 23 minutes and 32 seconds. Beatrice Strait is in Network for five minutes and two Whoa. seconds. The difference is two hours, 18 minutes, and 30 seconds. Yep. Congratulations, right. Josh. Yes. Playing the system and not the game. <laughs> hey, you're just being smart. Don't hate the player. <laughs> I don't. Do I want to give this pick to Rashawn a little? No, you don't have to do that. Aww. Am I afraid of what he's going to say? Yes. What? Because what if I don't agree with it? Well, I, I well, here's the thing. You cannot pick anything that was eliminated. Right. It has to be a completely new choice. Right. Do you trust me? Tell me, what category is it? Best director. We already have two of those. Okay, I'll pick something else then. <laughs> What's a different one? I was going to do best supporting actor. That was what mine was as well. You know what, Rashawn? Take it. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, take the best supporting. I want to know your best supporting actor. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> oh, we don't have we don't have one, right? We have a supporting actress, right? Lead actor. Look at the anime villain redemption arc. Look at me coming around giving him my <laughs> I know. Who, who would have thought? Are, are you sure? Final final answer. If it's best, I want to know your best supporting actor choice, and I'm going to compare it to what mine would have been. You know what? Why don't we put both of them in the ring, and all four of us will Ooh. kindly decide. Kindly decide. And not watch me lose. Yeah, okay. Watch. <laughs> I was going to put forward for best supporting actor 1997's Goodwill Hunting, Robin Williams. You didn't think you'd hear that movie again, did you, bitch? No, I definitely did. <laughs> My choice for Best Supporting Actor is 1972's Joel Grey for Cabaret. Damn. Yes. Woo! <laughs> yes. As long as we can put some respect on the monologue from Good Will Hunting, I will, I will happily bow this one out. Agreed. The respect is on the monologue. Dude. The respect, yeah. Pay respects. He should have an Oscar for Aladdin. So. Period. <laughs> yes. All right. 
Look at the cinephiles not attacking. Look at us. Look at us growing. Change. Temporarily. Because that's bad for our brand. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Don't get comfortable, bitches. (laughs) Thanks, Josh. You're welcome. I love you. That was really sweet. Tell me you love me back. I'm the best, dude. I'm the best? (laughs) (laughs) What a dickhead. All right, we have our list of 10, ladies and gentlemen. And the Oscar goes to... Well, the time has come. And the Oscar goes to... Marvel may have created the first black superhero, but through costume design, we turned him into an African king. I feel like a very opportune moment in history is happening right now. Ever since I was a little kid, I've wanted this. You have lent me inspiration and moral support and affection. Thank you very much. Don't let anybody tell you this isn't a terrific thrill. <laughs> There's no other way to describe it. It's the moment of a lifetime. Like Jimmy Cagney said once, my mother thanks you. My father thanks you, my brothers and sisters thank you, and I thank you. Joan Gray and Catherine. Gregory Catherine Bigelow. Black Panther Ruth. John Williams the Joe. Guillermo del Toro. The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Barry M. Osborne, Peter Jackson, and Fran Walsh producer. It is Skyfall. Adele Atkins and Paul Cinephiles. 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 Cinephiles attack. Parasite. We did it, you guys. Do we fight now and put them in order? One through ten? Oh my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Sam, Sam smells blood in the water. In round right? two. Because so, I have more talking points. We could keep going. I know you, <laughs> know you do. So I think it's safe to say, Sam, you are such an amazing guest. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. We'll bring you back for a normal episode sometime. Yay. Yeah, absolutely. Still ready to I play. love that. Next time you come back, put some respect on fucking anything. Because you came for me a little too hard. <laughs> well, maybe when I come back, I'll actually bring in the apartment. And that can be the movie we do. Will that make you happy? <laughs> that would make me so happy. Because Carmela's going to hate it. And it's going to break my heart. <laughs> no, Carmela, I think you'll love it. I think you guys... I, I don't know any person who's watched a movie that hasn't liked it. Yeah, I feel like true. I'm going to like it. Try me, <laughs> See? Here you go. Put it on the spreadsheet. That's the one. <laughs> so, Sam, please take this time. Tell us a little bit more about The Envelope, please. What episode are you guys going to be doing? What's coming out? Promote your shit, because we're big fans. Perfect. Yes, you can find us on Twitter, at Please Envelope, Instagram, at The Envelope, Please Podcast. Uh, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, anywhere you get podcasts. 
We will we release episodes or new every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Our next one will be a big one, actually, is 1972. The Godfather is the next episode oh, we will be releasing. Yes. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. Godfather on the Oscar week. Ooh. Yeah, right. We kind of timed that perfectly. I don't know how that happened, but it did. Oh, it's right. Because I'm a fucking genius. That's why. Oh, my God. (laughs) The only thing stronger than Josh is Sam. (laughs) Awesome. That's it. Please watch. No, don't watch. Listen, you get it. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you again, Sam. We love you so much. Thank you. It's been so much fun. Can't wait to do this again. That's it. For this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack, as always, we would love if you like, follow, rate us on Apple Podcast. Those reviews mean everything. They help us so much. While you're there, swipe on over to the envelope, please. Rate them. Follow them. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cinephile Attack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode, you want to tell us how much you love us, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Rashawn. Mella, Josh, and Sam. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much for listening. We will catch you next week. Bye. 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 Thank you.